0: So we're going through the one another series, and the first two weeks we've taught so there's a whole bunch of verses in the Bible about one another. Love one another, humble yourselves before one another, encourage one another, spur one another on. And the whole idea is um, that community takes work. And we want to create community here. We're not just about, you know, meeting here and then leaving. We want to create community so that everyone in this building, everyone in in our in our group, in our movement, in our church would have at least a circle of people who they could call on in times of need. They would have at least a few people who would text them, and they would text when things are going hard or when things are going well. You know, the Bible tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who mourn. But if no one has been let into your story, how are you going to rejoice with people and mourn with people? So we, we want to we create a community, and it takes work. And, you know, moreover, I think that the world needs the community that Jesus offers and that, that's us. That's on us to, to open up our arms in love and in community that's modeled for us in a lot of these one another verses. So that's where we are. We've talked about encouragement. We've talked about doing the hard work of relationships. And yes, last week, Bruce talked about humility. So today I want to talk about this, this very important question. All right. Here we go. Have you thought about this recently? Now, listen, you're all going to have a gut reaction. I actually, I listened to a podcast about this this week. I've done some research. You're all going to have a gut reaction. And then there's actually five stages of grief that you're, no, not grief, but there's five stages that you're going to go through as you think about this. So you've got your gut reaction. If you could be the only person in the whole world to have a superpower and you had to pick invisibility or flight, which would it be? All right, just think about it. I'm gonna, I'll put some parameters on this. Invisibility means that whatever you're wearing gets invisible too. But anything you're holding does not. Just so you know, because I know there's some questions about like, you know, do I have to walk around naked all the time? Um, flight, uh, you know, can you exist at cold temperatures? Um, so you're not going to have trouble breathing, like if you're flying at 10,000 feet. But you might be cold. So just think about that. All right. And the speed you're going to be able to go at is like, you know... Um, is like, you know, like a, a fast jet plane, like we'll say the speed of sound. All right. That sounds pretty awesome. I'd like to do that. Okay. Um, but you have to think about things like carrying things, you know, like could, would a backpack work. I don't know. Um, can you carry other people? This doesn't give you superpower just so you know, like, cause the, the, there was a discussion about if you had the, the power of flight, would you suddenly start fighting crime? And I was like, no, because I don't fight crime now. Right. I would just get there fast, but then I would be absolutely useless. Right. i would just be me. Like, boo! Right? So, invisibility might actually be better because you could actually scare people. All right. So here's what we're gonna do: invisibility or flight? Are you always invisible? No, you can turn them on and off, just like you're not always flying, Rebecca. All right, I'm just saying. All right. I'm, there's no way for this to look cool. Okay, I broke it. So, uh, I, I want to hear. broken. I want to hear some thoughts about invisibility or flight. So somebody raised their hand with an answer. Oh, you guys are like, what is he doing down here? <laughs> He's never come down here before. This is how we do youth group. All right. Invisibility or flight? Tell us which one and why. Well, I've always thought about flight because okay. I would have nightmares of snakes and I had to fly away. So I probably pick flight. Oh That's terrifying. I have nightmares of snakes too. All right. Flight because of fear of snakes. I've never connected those two before, but that's good. I like it. All right. I would say invisibility because I do not like roller coasters or going very quick. So flight would scare me. Terrify you. Okay. Invisibility. All right. Uh, Anybody else in the back of the room back here? I love when the person next to the person talking is like, I hate that they raised their hand. (laughs) No. So it's like, all right. Someone back here has got to answer. This this row. Yeah. You all got an answer. Let's hear it, Bree. Invisibility. So when Christian calls you out, you can just hide. Oh, I see how it is. We're going to talk about you invisibility people here in a little bit. All right. Any, anybody else? Let's go to the other side of the room. Cozy? Invisibility. Why? <laughs> um, because you could fight crime better. <laughs> All right. Would Cozy fight crime? Never. Uh, never. Okay. There's so no chance. All right. Anybody on this side of the room? Uh, Ted. Ted, the superstar of today's church service. We have to hear from you. So flight. So how many people in all of human history has seen the top of a cloud? You. You That's go. good. Oh, man. Ted, you know, there's a reason he's on the setup team. Julia? Definitely flight because then you can travel anywhere you want. Okay. Julia, are you worried at all about like the bugs? I would wear a mask. You'd wear a, a yeah, mask? Yeah, keep my mask cloak. Keep like a catcher's cloak? mitt? I don't know. No? Something that could like block it out, you know? Motorcycle helmet. Yeah. Okay. It would cool. be pretty stylish. That's cool. All right. I have a question. Do your reflexes get enhanced? Ted, this is for you. Do your reflexes get enhanced? Because if you're flying at the speed of sound, what happens if something gets in your way? Oh, I'm slowing down. I'm going like five miles. Five miles an hour. Okay. So you're like, you're just going to hover basically. You're the gift of levitation. Okay. (laughs) You know, because if you're flying at the speed of sound and a bird shows up, you're in trouble. You can control your flight. I'm asking, do your reflexes grow with this? I don't know about that. You're not Superman. That's the point. Anybody else? Oh, back to the back row again. Here we go. Uh, Nathan's thought about this. He's going to keep him up tonight, probably. I'd just like to make the point. <laughs> oh, no. We, we have planes. Like, we can already fly. Okay. We're 10 years away from Iron Man. But, like, invisibility, I don't know. Okay, so you would choose invisibility? Like, I can travel anywhere in the world already. <laughs> All right. See that? All right. Tell us about that. That's a good point. All right. The worst part about flying is going through the security line. If you're invisible, there's no security line. There you go. Right. And you can fly because you can just sneak on the plane. Although, where are you going to sit? You can just sit in the bathroom the whole flight? On, somebody. on somebody's lap. So you don't become weightless. That's another discussion. If you're invisible... Are you, do you still make sound? Cause then I'd be terrible at yes, being invisible. Yes, I'd like run into things. All right. I know you can see. You say you can run into hey, this is not your, you're not in charge. All right. <laughs> Calm down. Start talking about superpowers. Samuel loses his mind. Okay. So invisibility or flight. <laughs> Sorry. All right. My children and my nephews and nieces are losing control. Um, All right, there's actually some discussion around the fact that invisibility tends to lead towards a darker side of us, and so a lot of people want to say flight first because it sounds heroic, but if we were all honest, we'd all want to be invisible. I don't know what you think about that. That's just a theory that's out there. All right, so why did I have this discussion other than the fact that I listened to a podcast this week and I thought it was interesting? Um, I want to talk about uh, one of the one another's today, and... I'll tell you what it is in a little bit. But I think that in our lives, we tend to choose invisibility a lot. We tend to take the things that we don't want other people to know about us and make them invisible. We tend to take the things that we're afraid. Listen, who here doesn't have something in their life, something in their past, something in their thought life that they either wish other people didn't know or they've worked hard to make sure other people don't know. And we do a lot of this as humans. We take often pretty important parts of us and make them invisible to people that really matter to us. We take our, our, you know, what the Bible would call sin, which is just things that we're doing that aren't what God's best plan for our life is. And, we, and instead of like talking about it and getting help, often the things we're most struggling with are the things we tell the least people about. Often the things that are weighing us down and, and consuming our brain power, we're obsessing about them, the things that, you know, when we're alone, we struggle with or we think about, those are things that we try to hide as much as possible. Rarely are we hiding stuff that we're not not ashamed of, right? What we, and this is what I want to talk about today, what we end up hiding, see, we hide stuff that we're, we think other people are going to think badly about me if I tell them, or um, other people um, are better than me, and we, when they hear this, you know, it's going it, to show me, when I see their life, it's going to show me what a terrible person I am. Um, what we hide actually doesn't help us. It doesn't help us. It doesn't protect us. It actually binds us. It actually traps us. It actually weighs us down. But what we confide will set us free. This is what I want to talk about today. There's a verse that we're going to talk about today that says confess your sins or your struggles or the areas in your life where you're falling short of what God's best plan for your life is. This is so radical that, that uh, God would tell us this. Confess the hardest parts of your life to one another. Are you crazy? Nobody wants to do that. See, we think that we can protect ourselves. So here, I want to just look over this real quick. This is not the book of James. James was the brother of Jesus. So this guy got to hang out with Jesus from day one. And here's a book that he wrote to the churches that he was, uh, he was a pastor over many churches. And he says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders. That's a Bible word for leaders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the one who is sick, And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. All right, listen. So just to be totally transparent, there's a lot of stuff in here that I think we could debate in these short little verses. I just wanted to show the yellow And get past it but it wouldn't be honest of me as a pastor and a teacher so we need to look at this whole thing and there's a lot of things in here that i think people have read over the years and i feel have misinterpreted so i'm going to say a few things that i don't think and for my research i don't think that this is saying so what is this not saying let me just start there and then we'll talk about what it is saying first off this is not saying that only elders can pray for the sick it's not saying that. It's not saying only that like, there's this elite class of Christians who get to do the cool stuff and pray for people, and they're special, so they have special giftings and powers. No, it's just saying this is one thing you can do, but it's not the only thing you can do. All right? This is also not saying that you have to pour oil on people every time you pray for them. I hate when people pour oil on me. I don't know if you've ever had it done, but it's disgusting. And so this was an Old Testament practice, and this was a Jewish community, so we could actually debate whether this is even relevant for today. I'm not going to debate that. I think if you want to take a little bit of oil and pray for someone, more power to you. All right. Some of you sell oils and, and it heals. So that's interesting crossover, right? Um, this also is not saying that every time we pray for someone, they get better. It kind of seems like it, right? In the prayer of the faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise them up. It's not saying that every time because when you read things in the Bible, you have to weigh them against other things that are also said by Jesus or written by the authors of the New Testament and the Old Testament. And so what we know is that actually not every time do we see healing when we pray. So it doesn't mean that only leaders can pray. It doesn't mean you have to use oil every time. It doesn't mean that you get healed every time. It also doesn't mean that everyone who's sick is a sinner. Well, I mean, actually, that's true because we're all sinners, right? But like some people, and and I'm speaking to people who have maybe been in the church for a long time. So if you haven't been to church in a long time, you don't have to pay attention to this point, okay? But if you've been in the church for a long time, you have probably run into someone who has told you or someone you love that the reason they're sick is because they've got this horrible sin in their life and God won't heal them until they fix it. And I don't think that that's what this is saying either. So what is this saying? I think this is saying that we should pray for people when they're sick. Let's let's we can agree that that's what this says. And sometimes they'll get healed. All right? And I believe that with all of my heart God still does miracles. God still, that's it, right? Miracle? All right. I've been working on it. I say miracle naturally and I get made fun of. Miracle, miracle. Can you tell the difference? Yes. Okay. Anybody else say miracle? No. All right. Fine. It sounds like America, right? That's the problem. A miracle. It's a miracle, a miracle, miracle, yeah. miracle. I also can't say the name Shannon. I can't say that. Sha- Shannon, Shannon. I can't say that. All right. Miracle. So I do believe that God heals the sick. So I think this is saying if people are sick, pray for them. Just like it's saying, if you're suffering, get prayer. If you're happy, sing, be, be joyful. If you're sick, get prayer. Guys, we, that's one thing we do there by the wall every week. And we pray for people who are sick. Do they always get healed? No. But listen, you you, you know you're never going to get healed if you never try. So we pray for people, and we trust that God is going to handle that. There's some mystery involved there. We can give a teaching on that another day. That's not what today is about. all right? And also, sin and sickness. Because look, you can't divorce this verse from the one before it. So it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, that you'll be healed. There's reference to physical sickness before this. So let me just say what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, I don't think that you can authentically, honestly say that never is sickness tied to sin in your life. And can't we tell that that's true? Like if we look in life, times when we are making bad decisions in our life, don't we see it overlapping with our physical body? So sometimes we need to not just get prayer For whatever ailment that we're dealing with, we need to deal with other things in our heart and our life because we're, I think we're systems, we're connected emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. I'm a systems type guy. I'm not just like, hey, get prayer, everything will be better. I think get prayer, get counseling, get healthy, get exercised, eat well, sleep well. It's all related, okay? That was the longest disclaimer ever. And I wrestled with that for like a long time this week, but I just had no peace in my heart that I could just in good conscience just gloss over that. So there's hopefully one person in here who appreciates that. Okay, for the rest of you, you're like, is he done? I'm done. Confess your sins one to another. So it's not just talking about physical sickness. It's talking about all sin. Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is a powerful command from James to us. Confess your sins. Now, it is also not saying confess your sins to everyone. We're not going to open up the mic and have you all come up here, right? That's not. You need to be wise about who you confess your sins to. Jesus says in another part of the Bible, don't cast your pearls before pigs, (laughs) right? I love his allegories, they're awesome. Or his, uh, it's not an allegory, it's an analogy, thank you. Don't cast your pearls before pigs because he's saying be wise about whom you share with. But if most of us don't struggle with that. Most of us aren't over confessors, we're under confessors. And some of us are bound up. Some of us are feeling like, man, I've been struggling with the same thing year after year after year, I wonder if anyone else struggles with this. If anyone knew this about me, they'd think differently. Why can't I get free of this? Why can't I find healing? And it's because we haven't confessed our sins one to another. Now listen, let's take this just a little bit further. This is not, there, there's, there's, there's two things that happen. Right? The Bible tells us in another place that if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you and to purify you and cleanse you. So we confess our sins to God for forgiveness but we confess our sins to each other for healing. Interesting, isn't it? Now, we have people in the history of the church have taken this two different directions, two different extremes. One would be, I, sorry, I only confess my sins to God, and that's all I need. God heals me, God forgives me, and there's like a kernel of truth in that, because no one can forgive you of your sins except for God. No one died for your sins and rose from the dead except for God. So there's a kernel of truth in that, but... God created us to need each other. And so you and I are fooling ourselves if we think all we need to do is confess to God and not to each other. But the other side, the other extreme is you have to confess to others to be forgiven. Also, not biblical, in my astute opinion. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think it's what the Bible says. The Bible says that Jesus alone is the mediator between God and man. So I know, like, historically in church, People have been taught that you have to go confess your sins to another person, sometimes a pastor or a priest, to get forgiveness. I'm sorry, but that's just not in the Bible. Your forgiveness comes from God alone. Your healing comes from each other. But it doesn't say anything in here that it has to be a pastor. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other and find healing. All right, now some of you are like, Christian has never talked this long about the ins and outs of a Bible verse since we've been coming to City Light. And I, I'm not gonna apologize for it, but I'm sorry. Okay, um, so here's, the, here's what we learned from that. What we hide will bind us and what we confide will set us free. Let me tell you a story from my life. Um, I was on a camping trip about five or six years ago. A lot of you know this story already because a lot of you were there, and it's, it's, it's very embarrassing, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. So I was on a camping trip, and um, every time I go camping, it either rains or it's really cold, and this time it was both. So it was freezing. It was like 32 degrees outside. It was raining and miserable, and I was um, trying to fall asleep in our tent, and like kind of for the first time, I mean, I've, had, I've had some issues over the years. But this was like the most acute thing that had ever happened to me. I started having like horrible anxiety about the stupidest thing in the world. And it's just, it's a little embarrassing to talk about, but it's like, I got really, really like super anxious that I wouldn't fall asleep, which is like, like, I I don't want to say it's stupid because maybe some of you deal with that, but I, I feel like there's real things to be anxious about in life. You know, like falling asleep isn't one of them. It like happens. But have you ever thought about it? Like, have you ever really thought about how do I fall asleep? You think about it. You can't do it. You can't. Like you can't just fall asleep. And said, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, I don't know how to fall asleep anymore. I can't do it. I can't. I might never fall asleep again. And, the, and I like, what if I never fall asleep again? What if I never fall asleep? I'm not gonna fall asleep. I'm not gonna fall asleep. I'm not gonna. It's freezing. It's freezing. I'm so cold. I'm not gonna fall asleep. It's freezing. I'm so cold. I'm not gonna fall asleep. And it's like, brrr. have you ever had those anxiety circles? Like, um, there's a rat or a mouse running in your head it's crazy. not a rat. Who does that with rats? It's a mouse. Mouse. Okay. We're not putting this teaching on the podcast. This is, I've lost it. All right. But like, seriously, you start thinking about, and, and, and it started like a longer problem for me, which we're not going to talk about today, but I couldn't fall asleep. And, and I couldn't deal with the fact that I just wouldn't sleep. Like, I feel like most adults would be like, well, I just won't sleep. Like, no big deal. I've got a book I can read. You know, there's, there's. I have no responsibilities. I'm just camping. I can go sit outside and, you know, freeze, right? I could, I could make a fire. Like, there's things I could do. I could find my car and sit in my car and turn the heat on. But I just was like freaking out. And the only thing I think was, I need help. And so as a grown man, who's laughing so hard? Listen, listen, don't judge me. As a grown man, as a grown man, I had to do, the only thing I could think was, go wake up Josh Robinson because he has anxiety medicine. That's the only thing I can think. And that is not Christian. That is like, I I didn't like, the first thing I didn't think was, I should cry out to Jesus. No, I thought I should cry out to Josh. And so, guys, do you get how embarrassing this was? I literally, like a five-year-old boy going to his dad, I walked down, he wasn't even in my tent. I had to go wake up a whole tent of other adults and be like, daddy, I can't fall asleep. Like, that's what it felt like. And Josh, like, cuddled me in the night. Not quite, but we got our, we got our uh, sleeping bags, and we sat in a car, and we talked, and, he, and, and, and I eventually did. Like, I, I did remember how to fall asleep. It was amazing. But it was so embarrassing. It was like this thing I didn't want to tell anybody. And now I've told you all, right? But it was, I, I didn't want anybody to know. I do not want anybody to think, like, and, and you know, And a lot of my friends, they like to make fun of you. And so once you tell them things like this, it's not always safe to tell like Jonathan or anything really, (laughs) to tell him anything. And, but this is true. Like as I hit it, I was going nowhere but backwards in my life in that moment. And as soon as I confided it, as soon as I confessed it, and I wasn't like necessarily living in sin, but it was a struggle. As soon as I confessed it, Josh prayed for me and I got healing. All right, so... At the risk of really mixing my analogies here, I've got one of these things, okay? So this is what we do. I want, I want you to think about this. Can you see that? You probably can't. This is what we do. I asked my dad to bring a small safe. Um, we take our sins and we lock them up so that nobody can see them because we are convinced that if people see them, they're going to think badly of us, all right? So we lock them up in here and think about the... Oh my gosh. All right. Think about the effort that this takes. All right. So we put it in here. I actually have a sin in here. People are like, don't let it be lust. Okay. Um, So, because I'm thinking, what would you put in? Never mind. All right. So. you have to build walls around it, right? You have to build walls around it to keep it safe. Don't we do this? Like you think there's only certain, there's certain barriers now that I've created between me and you. There's certain lack of authenticity. Um, and, and there's like even maybe lies I have to tell. A lot of times we have to tell lies to protect those parts of us that we don't want people to know. And it starts to weigh us down. There's no way that I could fly carrying this. Right, Ted? no. Right? So invisibility or flight. And what we often choose is invisibility. We often choose to just hide this stuff. See how I'm ruthlessly mixing my analogies here? And I don't even care. All right? And you've got to carry this around in your life. Sayla, you ready? Okay, so I've got a three-second skit we're going to do here. You ready for this? Come on up, Sayla. This is my niece, Sayla. Isn't she beautiful? Okay. I broke my clicker. Okay. I did, I broke it. Sorry, Janine, you're gonna to have to do that. Okay, so here we go. All right. Who likes cheesy analogies? <laughs> I hope you all do. We're going super cheesy. Confession is the key. All right, here we go. So here we are. Now, it would not be appropriate for me to confess things to my niece. I realize that. I just, she's the only person I could tell to come up here at short notice. So um, I wouldn't do this in real life. I mean, I might if it was appropriate. I'm struggling with a lot of anger towards Samuel really aren't we all yes okay so (laughs) confession so confession is really brave and courageous it's just the schedule for this morning all right so we've got this thing that now we bring out into the open and we share with someone else and now we both know this thing and we're able to bear one another's burdens which is another one another it's heavy isn't it i know right um But seriously, what often happens when you confess is you find out, hey, you're not crazy. I still love you. Like, this doesn't change what I think about you. And um, actually, I've struggled with it. or I know some of struggled with it. Let me get you some help or let's pray together. And you start to find healing because it gets out of this and it gets into the open where community can happen. But the other thing that happens, which is really cool, is often you give her what some people call the gift of going second. So now she has her, oh, you had supposed to grab that. Don't mind what we're doing now. Pretend she already had it. Okay, so she, everybody has this, right? <laughs> All right, I recognize I've had better ones, okay? This is not my best, just roll with it, okay? Just act like this is amazing, okay? And so, is he over there? Okay. Well, now everybody can see you. There's no use hiding over there. All right, come on up. No one's ever going to accuse City Light of being too slick. Okay. All right. So then these guys, she has the opportunity to do the same thing. So she's got an issue and she's going to confess it to Elliot. Also probably not appropriate. Um, okay. you You need to do it. Confession is the key, right? She's going to unlock it. I put some sins in there. It's been really funny. I thought I'd put something embarrassing in there. Oh my gosh. Another schedule. I know. <laughs> Okay, and then you get it because then she's and then Elliot could do this. Okay, give him a hand. All right. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes in my head, it's way, way better. Okay, um, but seriously, I, I, I think that that's true of what we do. So, uh, hey, the band can start coming up. So I want to give you some practical stuff. So I, I've kind of preached the heart of this for a long time. Can I just end with five minutes of practical stuff? Because we, uh, when we talk here on Sunday mornings, we really want to give you stuff that you can actually do. And can I say that all of this practical stuff is for anybody, whether you follow Jesus or not, whether you're kind of like checking things out, you're not sure whether you believe what the Bible says yet, you're not sure you believe Jesus' claims, this works. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't work because it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible because it works. All right, so This works. What we hide binds us. What we confide sets us free. When we take the courageous step of confessing to someone we can trust and they step into that moment with us and they bear it with us, then we can really find freedom. So I want to get to this here. All right. So I listened to a teaching on this and I want to give this lady credit. So this is, she teaches at a church in DC. It's Mark Patterson's church. It's a good church. Um, This is all the information because I'm totally going to steal these next two slides from her. Here we go. So here are six things that we can start to do in our life. Six things we can do. Number one, be open to the Holy Spirit. Psalm 139 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. He does. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Asking the Lord to show you the areas in your life where you need to get some help. Where you need to get some confession. Number two, Admit it to yourself. That's often the hardest thing, is admitting to yourself that you have a problem. It might help to say it out loud, talking to God. It might help to write it down. This is what I have. Name it. I am afraid that I have lost the ability to fall asleep. It sounds so stupid when you say it out loud, but it's true. Be specific. Give a few people permission to ask you anything at any time. Do you have that in your life? Give a few people permission to say, to come up to you and be like, How are you doing in this area that I know you struggle with at any time? Don't make it just dependent on you because you know what? We tend, even when we confess, then the next time we tend to hide and we believe all the lies again. Give someone permission um, to ask you anything at any time. Oh, back to number one, apparently. Look for repetitive issues. I swear that was a four last night when I made these. All right, look for repetitive issues in your life. Is there anything... They're just both so good. I thought they both deserved a one. Um, Look for anything that you just keep coming up against, that you keep confessing to God, but you're not confessing to people. So you're finding forgiveness, but you're not finding healing. Sabotage yourself. Right now, you might be like, this is me. I've got this area. There's this thing in my marriage. There's this thing in my private life. There's this thing in my thought life. There's this thing I've been doing at work. And you might need to sabotage yourself right now Maybe don't do it, you know, do it subtly or sometime in the next few minutes, but like get out your phone and just text a good friend or mentor and be like, I need to talk to you today about something. Send it off before you can change your mind. Sabotage yourself on a regular basis. Make confession a regular part of your life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. What if somebody comes to you? I'm just going to flip the table real quick. So Paul writes in another place in Galatians, the book of Galatians, he says, listen, brothers and sisters, if someone comes to you overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful verse? It doesn't say you should berate them, condemn them, get angry at them, isolate them, kick them out of church. Gently and humbly, gently and humbly. I love it. So here's five things we can do. I have no idea what the numbers are going to be, but there's five of them. All right, here we go. Identify with them. The number first, number one thing you can do is, if someone comes to you with confession, is you can you can you can get. Oh, I was going to show you this. You can get your safe out. You can say, "Listen, we've all been there." Humble yourself, like Bruce talked about last week. We can protect them. The worst thing we can do is. You know what? I heard this thing from Elliot. Let me just go tell Selah about it. I mean, I really think I just need to share this with her, and I'm going to tell Nathan too, and, you know, we'll pray about it. No, that's just Christian gossip, right? Protect them. Guard their heart. They've just trusted you with something so valuable. Accept them where they are. You know what? One of the best things you can do is just be like, man, I still love you, right? Pray for them and speak forgiveness. Well, let's follow the verse confess your sins one to another and pray for another that you might be healed there's a power in prayer guys whenever someone confesses something to me I take time to look them in the eyes now I, I don't have the power to forgive like God can forgive but I can speak God's forgiveness just like you can I can say listen I look at them. and I say listen God forgives you you're forgiven you hear me you, for, you are forgiven and pray over them and then motivate change like let's make a plan I think one of the things that we do that can be wrong is stop at three and just be like don't it's okay. Like we're not we're not saying like it's okay. They're not coming to you because it's okay, are they? They're coming to you because it's not okay. So help me. Let's make a plan. Let's get out of this. God has a better plan for your life. I'm not gonna condemn you, but let's walk this out together. Let's find resources, let's find help for one another. Proverbs 28 says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but he who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. There is power in confessing to one another. It's scary. It takes courage. But what you hide will bind you, and what you confide, you're giving God the chance to set you free. So let's stand up together. We're gonna close now with a, one more song. So you have a choice during this response and reflection time to sing along. You can spend some time alone just praying if there's something in your life that you've been keeping invisible. During this this song, you could sabotage yourself. You could send that text message. I need to talk to you about something in my life. You can also go over there and get prayer for yourself or for someone else. It doesn't have to be just you. If you have a family member or a friend who's in a in a time of need, you can go over there and they'll whoever's over there will pray for you, for that person, okay? Um, So let's sing this last song and then uh, we'll pray to close. I was praying off stage there and I just felt, um, let's just take a moment. I know that we need to end here, but if you could just close your eyes just for a second, if you're okay with that. If you don't want to, it's fine. But um, I just feel like the Lord just wants to just let you know that, that, that he has freedom for you. I just feel like there's a couple people here who are just like, man, I wish I could believe this, but honestly, I just can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe that I could be free of X, Y, or Z. And I just want to say, I think that God just wants to just, like, touch your heart today. There is freedom for you. I just want to say that to you, if that's you. Like, you're not disqualified. You're not disqualified. You're not too far gone. Whatever it is, whatever thing that you're thinking about yourself, I just feel like... God's love is just so much bigger and stronger than what it is that you are looking at right now. And so I just pray, God, for that person or those people that you would encourage them this morning. For all of us, God, I pray that the things that we keep invisible, that you would search us and open our hearts, that we would become more real, more vulnerable, more honest about who we are and what we're struggling with, that you would provide us context, whether it's friendships or small groups, where we can begin to confess and find healing for those areas in our life that are just pulling us down, those things that we keep invisible, that we lock up in the vault, that we would be brave enough to open them up and find healing from you, find healing from others, find the help that comes from true community, God just want to say just also just in closing like if you are really struggling with something and you don't know if you have anyone that you can talk to about it talk to me (laughs) I don't mean that for everybody but like seriously I will find someone for you to talk to that's what that's what we're about right and that's what part of my job like part of my calling part of what I'm here for If, if you're in that place like that's that shouldn't be anybody so talk to me give me an email we'll connect you we want to connect everyone here um, so as we end, just remember a few things. If you're, if you're new here, we'd love for you to stop by the welcome table and fill out a card. Please don't forget to do that. Um, if you volunteer at the 100 hours, we'd love for you to stop in room 122 and just share a story with us. We're going to have a video camera set up there. It doesn't have to be mind-blowing. It can just be like what touched you or what you learned or how it affected you or even what you got to do. And also, if you were on the missions trip, we're collecting stories in the same room. So there's a few things that are happening. And... Um, we're just, we're just so grateful for everyone who's here. And uh, thank you for coming t- today. So I want to pray for you, God. Bless each of us as we go out into the rest of our day and give us the sense that you're walking with us in each uh, as we go back to school, as we go back to work, God, in Jesus' name, amen.